0: You have been on TEDx talk several times and you are assisting your clients to be on TEDx. Would you mind sharing how people can be on TEDx? What is the first step and how they can get a chance to be on that stage? Yeah. So we are back with another episode on the Entrepreneurs Warrior show. This is where we interview entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants who are expert in their niche. And in this amazing series of interviews, today we have a super awesome guest with us. She is international keynote speaker for Corporate trainer and successful success strategies. She is the founder of Moda Vida, a personal development consulting and coaching firm. She is also a TEDx presenter and best-selling Amazon author. She serves clients and audience globally in the area of self mastery, professional growth, and personal excellence. She has shared the stage with such a notable names as Eliana Wenzel, Jack Canfield, and Lisa Nichols. She has been featured in numerous media outlets. So, without further ado, let's. Welcome, M.M. Washington on the stage. Hi, M.M.
1: Hi, Nalish. Good to be here.
0: It's really glad to have you on the stage. And thank you so much for joining the show.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: So, M.M., could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started? So there's a few people who have no idea about you. So your backstory?
1: Yeah. So uh, I'll try to keep it short. Basically, I'm a lawyer by training. And I worked as a lawyer for about 18 years, but 15, the last 15 of those years, I really wanted to do something else. But because of life, I'll just say because of life, I stayed in that field for the the remaining 15 years. And then in 2020, uh, August, in the middle of the pandemic, I decided, you know what, I've got to go for my dream, go for my goal. It's the same thing that I counsel and coach other people on doing, I need to do it. So I quit working as a lawyer and went full on um, to do the things I love to do, to use my voice in a different way by speaking and um, even singing and and writing books and coaching. And so that's that's the short version of my story. <laughs>
0: It's completely awesome and uh, after working with as a lawyer for some 18 years and then you shifted that you want, think you decide that I want to do something that I love the most. I love to work on my voice and that's where literally something crazy and uh, all the things are changing, right? And we are also about to entering in the 2023. Uh, so what do you think? How can people fine tune and amplify the message? Uh, in this new year and uh, they work on themselves, they get reserved. How they do it?
1: Yeah, so first of all, I do believe that we all have a message, right? That's probably not going to be a popular opinion, but I do believe that we all have a message. Now, the audience for our message will, will be different, right? For some people, the audience is going to be a massive worldwide, global audience. For other people, it just might be one person. And then for others, it can be something in between one and many, right? So how do you fine tune your message? First of all, how do you find your message, right? Um, I think that, uh, and and let me also say that I, I believe that speaking is, or knowing how to speak, knowing how to communicate, even if it's not presentation, um, knowing how to communicate is a skill that I encourage everyone to, to learn. So, how do you fine-tune your message? What is, first of all, why? Why, why is your message important to you? Why what is important about what you have to say, right? Um, and 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 digging through to find out, okay, why is this important to me? Why do I feel the need to share this message with? The world with this audience, with this person, right? And then, um, so there's there's work to do on that. I'm just giving you the the brief version of that. Then, secondly, why you? Why are you the person to give this message? Once you can answer that question, or the questions that I'm about to share, including why <clears throat> why is this message important? Then the second question is, why are you the person to share this message? Once you can um, answer that question, it becomes more, you're you're able to deliver in a more passionate, in a more tangible, palpable way. So why are you the person to deliver this message? And then the third question is, why should the, the person or the audience care? Why should anyone care about what it is that you're saying? Can you answer that question other than, you know, because I said so, (laughs) you know, so answer that question. Why should why should the audience care? And these are questions that I ask myself every time I'm supposed to share a message somewhere. And then the last piece of thing, what should I call it? The thing that binds it all together is the ability to tell a story. Story Storytelling is a skill that we can all learn. Uh, but it is something that's important because anyone can give a lecture, <laughs> but s- telling a story captures the audience and brings them in to what it is that you have to share. So, those are four pieces that I, or four pillars for being able to get your message together. So, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yes,
0: it all the four pointers that you just mentioned is something literally required and very important. And the last point that you mentioned storytelling. Storytelling is something everybody has to learn because your story is actually help people to visualize the particular thing that they are going through. Right? Right. And when you are sharing your message in that particular way, in the form of storytelling they feel like, they feel connected, they feel related with this particular thing and this is the what happened, right? For that particular thing, how somebody can share their story in actually a way so people feel connected or people relate with their story. What is the format? Do you want to share anything around it?
1: Yeah, so storytelling is more than just starting with, you know, once upon a time, let me, let me go back and say you know we all grew have grown up listening to stories everyone
0: yeah you know
1: I don't I, everyone whether it's a story in a kid's book or a story that a parent told you or a grandparent told you about themselves we've all listened to stories and there's something captivating about the story. You don't have to, when, when you're telling a story, you don't have to go back all the way to the beginning. I was born on you know such and such day. You don't have to. That's the first thing. You can pick out the piece of the story that is relevant to the message that you are trying to convey. Um, the second thing is that, just, just that, like you said, we all have stories. We all yes. do have stories, but which part... Of the story can drive home the point and get straight to the point but also give more meat to the message to the point that you're trying to give and the third thing i'll say on this is that um so in the us we have american football and uh my family i'm the only female in my home my husband and my sons and they love sports they love basketball they love football they love to watch it and I don't really watch those sports. But anytime I happen to walk by or I happen to catch where they're telling the story of one of the players or they're telling the story of the coach, you know, the hard times that he went through to get to this point or the loss of his son or any piece of, of that athlete or coach's story, you've got me hooked. And I'm there rooting for that team and I'm there cheering for that team. And I'm watching the game for the rest of the game because of the story that was told. So that's the power that storytelling has over us. Another example is um, Shark Tank. Are you familiar with Shark Tank? Okay. So Shark Tank, yes. every time they, there's a, an entrepreneur on there trying to, you know, get a shark to, to, invest. You'll notice that somebody on, one of the sharks will ask many times, tell us your story. How did you get here? Sometimes they'll ask that because the person didn't give it. Other times the person will give it, right? So, but that story, that telling of the story usually um, switches or changes or shifts the dynamic of that pitch. And, you know, it, and, studies, I I read something, I don't remember the numbers, but I read something that said that the number of stories, the number of pitches that included stories that yielded investments was more than the pitches that didn't tell stories. So how do you tell a story? You tell, you pick the piece that's relevant to what it is that you're trying to convey, the message you're trying to convey, and you run with it. You take the audience into a particular scene, a particular room, a particular moment in time, and let them feel what it is you're feeling, see what you're seeing through your words, hear what you're hearing, be in that moment, just like you were. And then you, you go from there. Just be in the moment
0: and love this format and actually storytelling is required at everywhere. Like when you just, you, you just mentioned a good piece is when you are sharing the story and then you are telling them like here is the product because when you tell a story people connect emotionally and then they do all the things with logic and fear of missing opportunity and all those things but yeah. for they connect with emotional with stories right this is right. something is required lovely lovely point you just mentioned with us you have been on tedx talk several times and you are assisting your clients to be on tedx what do you mind sharing how people can be on tedx uh, what is the first step and how they can get a chance to be on that stage
1: yeah thank you i love that you said i've been on there several times i've been on there twice but i'll say amen to what you said i'm hoping you know when when i have something absolutely. else to share you <laughs> know yes absolutely um but how to be on a tedx stage right so there there are a few ways Um, oftentimes, sometimes I'll say the organizer of the event has seen your work, has, is following you on social media or knows you in some other way. And they kind of like tap you on the shoulder and ask you, you know, can you be on my TEDx event? That's not what happened for me. And that's not my, you know, my clients per se. Although I've had a couple of clients that way, but But another way, and I'm going to share the main way in just a minute, but a second way is if somebody nominates you, excuse me, if someone has spoken, maybe they spoke at that TEDx event the year before or some years before, and they nominate you and the TEDx organizer um, values their insight, their input, and, and, you know, accepts the nomination. The third way and the way that I work with most of my clients is you apply, right? You apply to speak on a TEDx stage and you look, so there's some, how do I say this? So prior to 2020 pandemic, um, many of the TEDx events wanted you to live within their location. Like if you lived in If you you lived in London, they wanted you to. I mean, you should apply it in that general area because the TEDx events are organized by are locally organized by by the organizers. But after twenty twenty, or actually during twenty twenty and beyond, since then, um, a lot more TEDx events are open to you coming from wherever in the world that you are. Although there's still many that want you to have some kind of tie to the location, some kind of tie to London, some kind of tie to Dallas, Texas, right? So there's that. However, um, even with all of that, you have to apply. And the application is it's not a standard application where you apply one time and send it off to all the different organizers. It's not like that. You have to apply to each one. You have to find the right one for your idea That's worth spreading. So, TEDx has and TED, the TED organization, they have um, their mantra is ideas that are worth spreading. So they want to, they want the type of ideas that once you hear it, you want to share it, you want to spread it, you want to share that with other people. And so, a lot of times, people apply, and I, I'm guilty of this. The first time that I applied to speak um, on TEDx and I didn't get accepted. A lot of times people um, lead with their their stories. Oh, you know, I wanna share my story of how I overcame this and that. And and TEDx, while storytelling, we just talked about how important storytelling is. Yes. While storytelling is important, you they don't want you to lead with the story. They're looking for ideas that are worth spreading new ideas a different way of looking at things you know something that's new that's not common and that's not out there not a motivational speech not an inspirational talk not a lecture even though your talk might end up being that way but you start with the idea so if anyone is looking to become a TEDx speaker that's that's the first thing i'd say is what is your idea start with that right and then look for the right TEDx events. And when I say the right TEDx events, what I'm saying is many times each one will have a theme for that year. But those themes tend to be broad, right? Like I've seen the a theme of emerge for several TEDx events, not just one. And so that word emerge is the theme. So if you can, if your idea can fit under that theme of emerge, then that's, that's one determination that that's the right stage for your talk.
0: Lovely. Lovely. Now guys, if you want to be on the TEDx, just follow this particular steps and uh, you will definitely on the stage of TEDx. Definitely you need to have a great story and a great message to share. Otherwise, uh, not any gender person can get on the stage, but yeah, uh, if you apply the proper process that just shared by him, you will be on the stage, right? Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for sharing this amazing insight. If we can see, nowadays people are scared with so many things. So how do human beings develop a courage in themselves uh, so they can do what they want to do without worrying about anything, like about worrying uh, any first circumstances and anything? How do they develop the courage?
1: Yeah, so what I like to do anytime fear comes and what I also help with my clients with is a lot of times we're so focused on I'm not confident. I don't have the confidence to do this. And I say, okay, fine. It's okay that you don't have the confidence, but what about the courage? And courage comes from a place of you you stop focusing so much on yourself and you start focusing on other people. Who's going to benefit if I share this message? Who's going to benefit? if I put myself out there in a way that feels uncomfortable, in a way that that's stretching me, who's gonna benefit? How what what change or shift can this help other people with? Or who's gonna hurt if I keep quiet or if I don't do this thing? So that's the that's the slight shift that I do I make and I encourage my clients to make as well. I encourage anybody to, to think about it in that way, have that perspective. I tell you this, Nalish, like I'm, I am an extrovert. Well, I'm more of an ambivert. So half extrovert, half introvert, but I'm, you know, being visible is not speaking in public is not something that I am nervous about. However, one thing that gets me that where I try to hide is when it comes to like sharing things on social media, you know, I just start, I have all these thoughts in my head, the imposter syndrome type of thing where I'm thinking, you know, who wants to hear what I have to say, or I'm thinking, you know, somebody might be saying, here she goes again, you know, I just have these thoughts. And what I do to overcome that is I have written down on a little sticky note. I've also put it on my phone. I've also put it on the screensaver So I've done this to say it's a message that I tell myself. I do this to show others what's possible. That's the message for myself. And so, anytime that fear comes out, I look at that message, wherever it is, and I'm like, okay, you know, this is not about me. This is about showing somebody else what's possible for them if they take whatever step it is I'm I'm sharing in the social media post. And so when I do that, almost every time, I'll get some kind of message either in my DM or underneath the post saying, you know, this was for me. Thank you so much for sharing. And that makes me that that helps me build courage the next time, right? Knowing that yeah, every time I do this, somebody is being blessed.
0: Micro point you just shared with us because uh, how we started this session we started with that you have a message and if you are going to share it with the world people are going to listen to your message and they might be get related with your message or they get inspired they feel that yes it is only for me so for that you need to develop a courage and for that you need to share your message and that's how you create relatability. that's how you are actually making impact in the world right right awesome awesome great share you just share a great point right now you shared a stage with uh, such a notable name such as eliana wanzat Jack Canfield, Lisa Nichols. What did you learn after sharing the stage with them? What was your biggest breakthrough takeaways?
1: Yeah, that's good. That's a good question. I think that the thing that I would say, the common takeaway for me and for anyone is that these are great names. They've accomplished a lot, but you're worthy sharing the stage of sending, sharing your message just as they are. They've put in the work and the time over the years. Never take that away from them. But just as they have a message to share that's worth listening, you too have a message to share that's worth listening to. You just have to fine tune it and put it in a way that your audience, that will connect with your audience. So I think that's the biggest takeaway, that they're they're human beings too. And um <laughs> just as I am and so I they put in the work and it motivated me to continue to put in the work as well
0: I really love the science and uh, definitely uh, we we have a message and we have to share it that's a beautiful takeaway you just shared with us and uh, you are in this journey from last uh, business in business from last uh, 20 years and all so what was your biggest mistake that you don't want to repeat and you want to suggest the people who just started or on the intermediate level in the journey that they also don't do the same mistake that you did in your past what was that
1: i think one of the the things that i regret is wanting everything to be perfect analysis paralysis like just over analyzing i'm an anal- uh, analyzer or you know i i i do that by nature i mean it and it served me well as a lawyer right just having to analyze everything look at at what could happen in the future the possibilities and all of that but in business or you know in my business i think that over analyzing and waiting to okay you know i've got to go do this and i've got to learn this And now that I've learned this, oh, I've got to learn this. All of these things before I even launch anything, it just delayed the process, delayed my progress and delayed the the solutions that I provide to other people. So I would say if you're like me or how I was, where I spent years, I mean, there are people that I look at now. We started in a, a program together a couple of years ago. They were steps Uh, steps way ahead of me because they just launched. They just did what they needed to do, whether it was perfect or not. So if you're that person, I would say, you know, do not wait for perfection. Do not wait because that's never going to happen. So start dirty, start messy, start somewhere, um, but just start. And that would be my, (laughs) that's my biggest regret is that I wasted time just looking for, making sure... to check all the boxes and all of them. And, and, and the more I wasted time, the more boxes came up for me to check. I'm like, oh, I got to check this one. And so yeah, just do it. Do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, just do it. just do it, guys. Because uh, this is something uh, my recent guest, uh, Mindvalley co-founder, Kristina Kenny also mentioned uh, that perfectionism is something that, uh, actually, she was looking a lot. But uh, once in a while, she realized that it is not the right thing. And yeah. then everything is crazy, gone crazy, right? And actually it is a uh, perfectionism doesn't making any sense. So <laughs> we just, as you mentioned, analysis paralysis, we just try, is it right, wrong? Is it right? Should I do it? Not do it. <laughs> it is completely true. And uh, you gave your TED talk on this particular topic, which is called life lesson. My, My iron taught me. Would you like to share some gleams from this particular TED talk?
1: Yeah. Thank you for asking that. And, and and if you're watching this, please go watch the full talk and mm-hmm. like, comment, share. Okay. So, um, life lessons, my iron taught me about overcoming adversity. <clears throat> I don't want to give the whole talk because I'd love for you to go watch it, um, audience. I but, that- <laughs> thank you. But what I... I'll say about it is we can learn so many life lessons, lessons about how to live from non living objects. And my iron <laughs> a few years ago was that was my teacher. Um, at the time, I was ironing my, my son's clothes, both of my sons for, for school, their uniforms. And I'm not the best at ironing, I never have been the best at ironing. And even after my iron taught me these lessons, I'm still not the best at ironing. But that day, it's almost as if my iron talked to me, not you know, not verbally, but just these downloads started coming to me about life from while I was ironing because the way that I ironed, I would fold a blanket up into four and put their little clothes, like my, my son's little clothes on the blanket and then just on the bed or on the floor and then just iron. And so one of the things, one of the lessons that came to me just in that moment, I had never thought about it before, was, you know, there's a reason that there that people somebody created the ironing board. There's a reason you need a strong base to be able to get the wrinkles out. And so the the analogy in in our life was we need i need a strong base we need a strong base and for us a strong base might be you know our family our friends you know your pastor your mentor your coach some form of community is the strong base so that's one of the lessons and i share more in my talk
0: <laughs> awesome super awesome uh, value you just shared with us thank you so much m.m. for joining our interview really glad to have you and you share lots of mic drop ideas lots of bulb on moment with us on this stage thank you so much for joining and before we wrap up the show would you like to share the three books that you read and help you a lot that you want to share with my audience
1: okay thank you um Milish, for having me on here um one book that comes to mind is a book <coughs> excuse me i read Many years ago, rich dad, poor dad, and that kind of put me in this frame of mind of, huh, business might be because I'm, I'm normally I, I grew up as an ac- uh, academic type of person, right? So that was the first book, um, and it's still relevant today. Um, the second book is a book called Grace Over Grind. And it's a book that's talking, you know, we have this hustle grind mentality a lot of times. And that's, it it really shifted my mind that that's not really the type of, the way I want to become a success. I don't Mm -hmm. want to have to always grind, grind, grind. So there's that, that's book number two. And let me see, I'm just looking at uh, my books, which one? What's the third? Oh, the the millionaire next door. I read wow. that years ago. I don't I don't remember who the author is, and I don't think I think I gave it away. But that was also a book that I enjoyed. Crazy, crazy. Thank
0: you so much, MM. Uh, where do people can find
1: you? Everywhere I am MM Washington on Facebook, Instagram, even LinkedIn and Pinterest and YouTube. So MM Washington and uh shoot me a message and let me know that you heard me on with nilish and you know let's stay in in contact
0: awesome thank you so much m.m once again for joining and it's really glad to have you and i'll be joining you with another episode on the entrepreneurs warrior show thank you so much everybody bye bye